0: probably should have said big k diet lemon lime soda i like it (laughs) it's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes it's superhero slate oh
1: yeah hello everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news We love TV,
0: movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're looking at a historic deal
1: between theaters and distributors, Mike.
0: Oh, that's right. We're going to dig into that. That'll be fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 is rumored to adapt... Secret Invasion
0: storyline. We'll see. I'm glad we're finally <laughs> talking about this because I feel like the Secret Invasion rumor has been going like the last like two weeks. So I guess it's peaked, percolated two, enough to make it two to the weeks. show. <laughs> I, when did Captain Marvel come out? Because uh, you know, Secret
1: Invasion's been on the the plate for years at Marvel, uh, <laughs> along with Marvel Zombies. So we'll we'll see Ooh. how this goes. Alf, uh, Tenet will release in theaters this month.
0: After all. Tenet? I don't of... think that's how they're <laughs> pronouncing it, but sure. <laughs> what, how, how are you pronouncing it? I, I think it's Tenet. I think everyone's. I yeah, think I it's like, tenant, I think. I, I think it's 10ET, is, is what I'm going to pronounce. It's 10ET. Ten Tenet, sound, Tenet sounds like the French version of the film. Like, my, <laughs> uh, We need like a fancy like French version of the my, poster with
1: that. My, my problem is I'm going to say tenant on accident, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no tenant. I mean, it's the same no, forward that's and right. backwards. <laughs> So I, I just we'll don't want it, to do we'll that. We'll let it slide, more. Chris. We'll let it slide, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. I'm
0: the worst. But, I, Mike. I, it's, the ahead, thing no, I'm looking for the thing I'm looking to the forward the most about Tenet is I'm sure maybe some nerds have done it I'm sure some (laughs) people have dug into some of uh, some of the lore for this film that's not even out yet but I'm just really curious why they're always wearing oxygen masks in the trailer like I know it has something to do with like time or something and I'm just like I'm just curious why they're wearing oxygen masks so uh, whenever that movie comes out I guess I'll get to find out Uh, but now I don't know it's a big question mark
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's this month, uh, according to it, and some other stuff. We'll talk about it, but I mean, you know, uh, it it could be one of those things, Mike, where uh, they don't explain the oxygen mask. Or, you know, uh, maybe there's 10 E.T. and the E.T. people need to have a different oxygen thing. So this is a, this is the E.T. sequel we never thought we'd get from Christopher Nolan.
0: Well, if we're going by previous Christopher Nolan uh, films, if he wants to explain something that's unexplainable, he'll just say it was love. It mm-hmm. was love all along. That was the reason why we were drawn oh. to these oxygen masks.
1: Do you think that they'll talk like Bane with their masks on?
0: Hello. You know what? <laughs> All I want them to do is start splitting their hot dogs because I went camping this weekend oh, yes. and I've, I've fully committed to splitting hot dogs. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen them do this at like diners and stuff and it just always like, I don't know if I want to split a hot dog, uh, mm-hmm. but you got to split it, you grill it, you get more surface area. So that's just a little recommendation uh, from your little co-host here uh but yeah i went camping it was nice to break the mold uh being uh being in pandemic here in uh, los angeles there's lots of social distancing lots of isolation lots of working from home so it was nice to just break up the routine uh i love uh not being stuck in traffic uh many many times uh a week but uh i have to say uh it's nice to break the mold a little bit so we'll see how it affects the podcast this week now that i've gone out and gotten plenty of sun so,
1: so when you camp, um, my my question for you is: Do you like? You have a tent, right? Do you take anything other than like a blanket to lay on, something inflatable? Like how, how do you do that when you camp? I was thinking oh, about this man. the
0: other day. We're, uh, we're basically on a curve that's approaching glamping. The closest we get to glamping, the happier that I am. And uh, my wife uh, constantly fights the curve because she wants to be closer to the dirt and I want to be further away from it. So we've kind of landed on a compromise where I was actually thinking about this. Uh, the thing we look forward to the most when we get back from camping is always the shower. So while I was in the shower, I was imagining, I was like, oh, wow, the first time we went camping i believe we were in sleeping bags on the ground and i'll never do that again so we we slightly upgraded to like an air mattress but then that air mattress like was just like crappy and it like popped or whatever so then we found this like super fancy like cot like this big foldable cot that has an uh-huh. air mattress in it so now we're like two feet off the ground like on an air mattress in the sleeping bag so like our tent setup is pretty bougie uh but beyond that you just throw a bunch of food in a cooler and then you cook it over a fire and it was it was relaxing i can't the whole the the two nights that we were there i was stargazing i was gazing the hell out of these stars because i was trying to find that stupid comet that everybody was talking about a few weeks oh, yeah. ago. And um, uh, the campsite had, like, zero internet at all, which wasn't that big of a deal. But I wanted to refer to the information about the comet to try to find it. The only thing I remembered was it was supposed to be near, like, the Big Dipper. And I was like, well, I know how to find the Big Dipper. And I remember it said it was supposed to be the most visible in Southern California near sunset, and I was staring at that sky forever. Never saw no ding-dang comet. I don't know where it went. I don't know if Bruce Willis is up there diverting it in a different direction, mm. but... Uh, no comment for me, but uh, I'm, I'm nice, I'm relaxed, I'm freshly showered. Uh, I ate more hot dogs <laughs> for lunch today, so I had, like, hot dogs over the weekend. So I'm fueled by Nathan's hot dogs right now, fueled. and I'm, I'm, I'm primed and ready You know, to go. We need to get them to pay to sponsor us. So
1: I, I, I give a shout-out to hot dogs if I i got some money for that oh
0: yeah just we the hot dog consortium you know like when milk just gets commercials on tv no specific milk brand just want to get people more excited about milk mm-hmm. we're here to get you more excited about hot dogs here at Super Yeah, League.
1: exactly i got a hot dog roller thanks to one of our listeners of the show uh, so I'd, I'd pop them hot dogs on that roller, Mike. I keep them <laughs> for you. Don't you worry?
0: Yeah, I guess you can't do that with a split hot dog, unless it's kind of like a slinky situation where you split the hot dog and you start it at the top of the roller and then it kind of like slinks down. But you'd have to catch it every time and put it back up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe if you're if you're if you're trying to exercise your mind with like a menial task, you, that that might work.
1: You're cooking them split, or you cook them and then split them?
0: No, you cook them split. Okay, I'm cook them split. Curious, you got to get that surface area, <laughs> man.
1: Well, I I understand that completely. I might cook these and split them and see see if I can quote-unquote split the difference, Mike. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, bad puns. (laughs) Um, I'm only saying that because uh, while I did not go anywhere this week, um, I was confined to my home all week, I decided I needed a new office chair. Mm -hmm. And not only did I send you several office chairs, some that were regular, some that included speakers, the one I ultimately decided on is Captain America-themed. (laughs) <laughs> and it's the Winter Soldier Captain America theme with the, the white star and the blue, dark blue. And, um, man, I
0: just I just always try to visualize uh, every time you upgrade your kind of little nerdy office down there. I'm just like, man, now the chair even matches all of the pop oh, vinyls and other yeah. accoutrements in the room. Oh,
1: no, the other chair I had was actually Marvel fabric. Uh, someone took a regular old office chair um, that didn't have any adjustable arms, and I don't even think it went up and down. You had to spin it manually and made me uh marvel cushions fabric cushions on them so it was actually probably more gaudy than the one i have now
0: oh so now you're a little bit more chic you're a little yeah. bit more stylized down there in the man cave mm-hmm.
1: yeah because I've, I've got new ram in my computers i told you this so i can do, maybe do some gaming do some do some of podcast editing but now i've got lumbar support and you know what that's important <laughs> when you're when you hit our age mike you need lumbar
0: support yes Very true.
1: Uh, So I'm rocking this chair. It came in the mail really quickly from Amazon Prime, so I'm very happy with that. So if you're looking for a chair, uh, the only thing I can say, the armrests, they wobble a little bit. You can probably hear that.
0: Yeah, Um, I can. I can hear that. But,
1: you know, uh, you you win some, you lose some. It's got a neck pillow, which I think you said you were surprised by, seeing a neck pillow on a chair.
0: Yeah, Um, I feel like that's some intense gaming (laughs) if you need a neck pillow. (laughs) Oh, and
1: and it's got a footrest that slides out from underneath it that has the shield on it. And uh, it can lay completely 180 flat if I really, really needed
0: to. <laughs> you, know, you know what? When I first heard that a gaming chair had a foot rest, I, I was kind of like rolling my eyes a little bit. But to bring it back around to camping, one of our camping chairs broke this weekend, and it was like very uncomfortable, and we were on like a kind of like a strange incline around our fire pit, uh, and uh, I was just like, man, I'd kill for a foot rest right now. <laughs> so I was like, man, uh, and I know they have, do have some of those folding camping chairs with foot rest, So like the older we get, Chris, we need... We need all the support we can get. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm whipping out this footrest right now, just for good measure here.
0: Uh, my my cords, my mouse cord is dangling. Oh my! Foot. <laughs> really like um, if uh, if Chris cuts out all of a sudden, it's because he's trying to figure out how to elevate his feet. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I've, they're already elevated. Don't you worry. I'm not touching the ground. Floor's lava, Mike. Just like that new popular gaming show on Netflix. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of. Um, well, I don't even know if there's a visual component to Dak Shepard's podcast, but I believe the way it's been described is I think he, like, kicks back in a recliner when he, like, interviews people. So he's, like, fully reclined with a microphone in his face, and I think I could get on board with that. I mean, uh, right now I'm just on, like, a – I'm just in a normal-ass chair. Uh, what a world I live in. Yeah.
1: Well, it, so we need to create, like,
0: a – or buy, like, a uh, chair mount for your microphone, and then you can just – Sit and lean yeah, back. I, the, the most comfortable position I was in all weekend was inside of our hammock. So <laughs> if I could do a podcast inside of a hammock, oh, just call it the hammock cast. Oh, yeah. Just like you invite people over, they get in a hammock, you get in a hammock, and then it's just great times. I'd just call it cast away. what oh. uh, did, did, did Tom Hanks iconically have a hammock in that movie, though? I
1: don't know if, if you want to reference a movie, but I mean like a, a cast away person, but like, yeah, I got a hammock. Cast
0: yeah, yeah, castaway CD. sounds... Yeah castaway sounds more like a fishing podcast and i don't think i have enough uh, i don't think i have enough pole in the fishing world <laughs> zing uh, that, that was low. an accidental pun that i walked right low. into that one yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's fine that's fine i made an accidental pun in our text earlier about one of our topics we'll talk about later uh Ooh. and i had to like even say not a joke I, mean, I really meant this um but the other thing i did this week i don't know if you uh, knew about this A couple shows dropped uh muppets now is now on disney plus
0: um, oh, um, I, I had Muppets on my mind recently, uh, because we watched, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right. Uh, we we rewatched it recently, and I, every time I always forget how amazing that uh Dracula puppet musical is, and then I go like, oh, Jason Siegel wrote this movie. Oh, he also made that Muppets movie. Yes. he's really into puppets, and I'm just like, was this dracula puppet thing ever real can he like make this a thing can i go see it so uh yeah i've had muppets and puppets on the on the mind
1: well then in that case you can get your fix with muppets now the uh 20 minute or so um clip show if you will for for
0: the muppets that's on disney plus
1: this isn't like um the what was it um was it just called the Muppets that was a TV show or something like that yeah it was
0: like the yeah when the last time that they were sickcomized yeah. if that's a if that's a, a-, a word it, you can use and
1: those were more even like I would say serialized right like you have to watch them in order there's like it's the office but with Muppets and you're like eh. yeah, it was it,
0: it was a narrative yeah
1: <laughs> and this one is literally scooter is uploading um, these clips to the Muppets YouTube channel. Um, and you literally see him They've got this whole interface they've built Of him on a computer and his computer operating system And he's uploading these uh, videos While talking to Kermit via webcam And then they play the clip And literally what the Muppets were doing For years in between their movies Was making YouTube clips um, <laughs> There is a Swedish chef one Are you familiar with the song from like the 70's called Popcorn?
0: I bet if I heard it, it's just music. Yeah, there's
1: no, there's nothing. But if you heard it, so the Swedish chef is making popcorn shrimp, and guess what? He's actually using popcorn and shrimp to do this, and it's it's very humorous. It's one of my favorite things. And then the turn on subtitles or captions, if you will, because no one understands the Swedish chef, and the the captions guy gets involved. It's it's hilarious. (laughs) That's funny. But this essentially show is small clips. So the first one is literally called um, "Lifestyle with Miss Piggy." Because mm-hmm. it's like a pigsty, but she oh okay, but yeah, but yeah, she's yeah, yeah. like that's not I, she's like I didn't approve this. So they 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 like okay, calling the graphics guys in Sweden, and then they put up another one, lifestyle, and the le is just like marker graphics on it. It's really <laughs> like it's it's funny because it's like that's how people would make things instantly, like on YouTube. And she's like a an influencer. Um, there's a Kermit the Frog one where he has like a a special ability, uh, which is a fat, fatabummer fatabummer. Which is a photobomber. Uh, oh, okay. You, you'll, 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 you'll love it. And RuPaul is a guest on this one. Um, so there's an interview with RuPaul, which is pretty good too. So like they're all clips, and I think it works great for the Muppets because it's not serialized. They're not trying to be. They're not trying to tell a big story like a movie or, or do things. They're just doing funny skits like the Muppets used to do in their old TV show. So um, twenty minutes. Only episodes out right now is episode one. It's going to be a weekly release. So I'm going to be tuning in every friday to watch my muppets get
0: get get your muppets in and then get out yeah
1: pretty much that's uh that's that's how it's gonna be um and that's gonna jump us into our first topic mike the other thing that dropped on friday is a much bigger property the umbrella academy season two
0: yeah this is probably the closest thing you're gonna get from me for a corn stream corner this week since uh uh we had a little bit of a camping weekend. So we were finally able to catch episode one of season two just moments ago before we started recording this. So I, I wanted to make sure we got one in before we hopped on the mic, Chris.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was able to get through six of them. Um I watched I think five four or five the first night and one the next night. Because, you know, the first season I think it was like episode five, they did the um the redo, was it that the, they relived a weekend or something like that? Of
0: the yeah, they did like up? the they did like the the jump back redo. Yeah,
1: so I I thought they'd do the same thing here. They do not. But this show, um, I'm going to tell you, and you might agree, Mike. Um, no no spoilers here from us. Hits the ground running. Like oh yeah it does for not sure. Slow I mean down. It,
0: yeah if uh if if you if you've ever seen a cold open before, this is definitely one of those. Um, now. Uh, one thing I would recommend even though I've only seen one episode and so far it hasn't really dove too much into what happened the previous season Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of at the very end there the the recap that they give you for season one that Netflix gives you is is a little, little sparse uh, it's kind of cool because it's the actors kind of talking to camera in character, kind of like summing up kind of what they did last season. But I went ahead and I went on YouTube and I found like a ten minute ten minute recap, mm-hmm. and since it had been like almost a year and a half since the last season, I had forgotten so much i kind of remembered some of the biggest broader strokes of season one but i forgot like even some of the second to biggest strokes and and, like i was hopeless to remember some of the finer details so i think it's very very helpful if you go online try to find an explainer that's at least 10 minutes long because then at least you know you're getting like at least 10 minutes of recap because like the two minutes from netflix not quite enough but as I said before, who knows if you even need all of these deets mm-hmm. for season two? Uh, but uh, so far, season one seems to be. Or season two seems to be pointing in kind of a similar direction to season one with maybe different ingredients but uh it seems like maybe they're going to change it up and do something different along the way. You probably already know um, more of the direction yeah. that they're he- heading, but man, even with this uh, episode 1 I was like, "Oh wow, this is like so crazy." <laughs> it's nice to be back in like the kind of the funny zaniness of it because like you remember it kind of being pretty dramatic, but I think you forget mostly that these characters are really funny and like smarmy and they kind yeah. of hate each other, but also kind of love each other. So and, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching episode two. Uh, you know, probably as soon as we're done recording this. Yeah.
1: And it's a big dysfunctional family. And then, you know, they all, you know, they're, they're uh, I mean, from the trailer, they're all scattered throughout the sixties. Right. So it's all a period piece. Um, and they all do come together, but they do fill in some of the smaller details along the way. And it's been, a, it's been a fun ride to see, you know, cause some people have been there, you know, you know, a couple months. Some have been longer, there a of years. longer than others. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fun to see what they did and how they kind of got through this and, um, you know, where they've been. I, there's, again, I've got, I think I got seven, eight, nine, ten, four left. And I'm really, really excited. Cause it, I just blew through those first five. Like it was like, yes. it was, it was easy to step back into the Hargreaves family. And, you know, I think they've upped their, their budget a little bit with some of the effects and abilities And, um, some of the other characters, uh, are, you know, I forgot about along the way and they came back. It's been really fun. I'm, I'm glad to be back into this universe and excited to kind of see where it goes because there are other, uh, this is volume two was called Dallas for the books, but that followed Hazel Mm -hmm. and cha story, which they actually Mm -hmm. put in the first thing. So I actually have no idea where this is going, um, at all. And if, you know, I hopefully by the time I wrap up, you know, hopefully today, uh, probably not today, never the next couple days they'll have like you know is there a season three or is this one end where it is I, I don't know yet I'm, I'm, I yeah to
0: I I mean, I'm not surprised, but I suppose it is a little bit of news that uh, The Umbrella Academy Season 2 is number one on Netflix this weekend. No surprise there. When the first season came out, it was like a huge smash hit. So, I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to be the next Stranger Things, because it's just a it's just a different type of show. It just feels weird. It's like when people say, like, oh, this is like the Uber of like tacos or whatever. It's just like, Uber's about cars. It just doesn't apply to tacos. Uh, but uh, this seems like it's popular enough to surpass that three season kind of guillotine that netflix has installed mm-hmm. you know if enough people are watching an umbrella academy it could go five six seven however many seasons it really needs to go so it's actually kind of nice watching a netflix show that you know is kind of protected by the popularity of it so i would cross my fingers and think that we're at least going to get four seasons yeah but if but if there is a, a an op uh, omniscient creator of this TV series you know and they're talking with the comic book guys if they feel like they have like a concrete ending that they want to do that just happens to land on season three I'm also okay yeah. with that as well I'm just happy that it's back it's fun it's great having like premium kind of comic book content something that we haven't really had in a while so well, it's nice to kind of get this in this big drought and what's cool is
1: again the of the of the seven characters um, you know you, we get some that we gravitate towards right I think you know it's safe to say that number five and um, Klaus, again, standout characters mm-hmm. in this just as much as they were the first time. And these, these people
0: embody these characters, and it's really, really awesome. Um, yeah I know I know Chris might be an anomaly because he does not have a Netflix subscription so if anybody out else out there is like him I think this is actually a good point in time to jump back in if you've never seen season one before because you could probably do the you know week-long trial I actually don't even know how long the Netflix trial is anymore even if it is seven days you could watch these first two seasons and be in and out before you really spend any money mm-hmm. so uh, yeah you I think this is this is you, you can't miss it yeah, you can't miss this show it's 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 great
1: yeah it is and, and you you know again we're gonna see you know again amazon's um, approach last year was you know the boys as well i think you know this is a, a good time for not i mean they're superheroes because they have superpowers but they're not well, it's not like your captain america or your iron man or your man of steel videos here that we're watching you know um the, the we're we're are- in
0: for- we're in for a good next couple years if it's kind of like the boys in umbrella Academy like trading blows back and forth every year mm-hmm. I'd be totally on board with that you know I get to watch umbrella Academy one month and the next month followed up with some more boys yeah I'm down for that
1: yeah um the um, also this uh, in in July um, uh, Gerard way um, the lead singer my chemical romance the writer of, of the the umbrella Academy announced that their volume four will be titled Sparrow Academy so while he is working on more Stories, I imagine, you know, there's going to be some divergence from the books and the show, but if he's writing these broad strokes, you know, as, as like, uh, Hey, here's my guidelines for the books and giving them to the TV people. I imagine, you know, four or five seasons here pretty easily. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. And, and I, hell, I, I don't have Netflix, but I would to get to watch this for sure, because this has mm-hmm. been hundred percent worth, worth the, uh, the price of admission. And then also last year, um, around this time, I think a year ago, um, uh, Gerard Way's, uh, Finished uh, volume three of this. He, the Umbrella Academy started in like 2008 and 2009, and then he came back 10 years later to do um, Hotel Oblivion, which is about um, a prison where all the um, uh, what's his name, the uh, their dad's uh, villains. He sent them to, to stay there after they defeated them, and they all get out. So um, I'm excited to kind of see if maybe they they adapt that because I imagine sounds like,
0: like he. It sounds like he's going a reverse George R. R. Martin, where he he started out spaced out and then he's increasing the frequency. So yeah, I'm not I'm not bummed out by that at all.
1: No, no, not all. Well, especially if he's getting rights for all the imagine all the, like the the comic books he's selling right now, the the TV, mm-hmm. the views, the toys, the, the characters, the outfits. I mean, this is very fun. I mean,
0: I mean, I I only slightly scoffed at toys because I was like I haven't been in a toy aisle in a while, but it would be hilarious to see Umbrella Academy action figures. I mean, if it's this popular on Netflix. I mean, well, I wouldn't be surprised. The,
1: but I wouldn't say they're in a toy aisle. But I mean, they have the the Funko line from last season, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know they there is an action figure I guess community out there. They're a little, they're they're buying them off of like you know from from not the toy aisle, but like actual action figure place like, uh, um, what, Hot Toys or whatever those those kind side, of
0: sideshow show collectibles, yeah, the, yes, the higher that. end ones. Yeah,
1: so uh, they, I, I imagine they're being out there. but, I mean, this is this has been a good time diving in i'm glad you're you're having a good time one episode in as well so uh mm-hmm. we'll, we'll probably reconvene hopefully maybe next week and do do a bigger spoiler filled uh Ooh, reviews I, I love it yeah i love it I haven't done reviews in forever bloodshot was the last mm-hmm. one and i don't want to i don't want 2020 to end on bloodshot without reviews <laughs> so uh knock on wood but speaking of netflix shows that are killing it the witcher right i mean people love the witcher on netflix mm-hmm. last last was it december january
0: uh, oh, it seems like a million years it ago. It
1: feels like a million years ago. Uh, they are, have announced that the, the Witcher Blood Origin, a live-action prequel series, has been officially green at Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. So the origin of this is 1,200 years before Geralt and the creation of Witchers and how they came to be. And, like, this, this history of monsters and men and, um, I guess, there's, like, elves in there too, right, or something like that. So... Um, it looks like they're gonna kind of again like you mentioned the George R. R. Martin approach the Game of Thrones approach do a prequel that has nothing to do with this but if you know if they can create, crank out you know I don't know if they're gonna be able to do it yearly or bi-yearly or what uh, Witcher content, I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, yeah,
0: or even like maybe like the Tolkien approach, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, like with a kind of uh, or the way Amazon is approaching uh, Tolkien uh, coming up. But yeah, I think this is a this is an interesting strategy for if you have content that can only come out every other year. Because it it would make sense that, let's say the pandemic never happened, I wouldn't be surprised if the next season of The Witcher wasn't a year later. It seems like there's a lot that goes on in the production of this show, and you might be looking at an every other year situation, but like you said what if you could insert like in, in those in between years kind of like the quote unquote witcher off season like kind of like this really old prequel um, version and it, you know if you listen to this show long enough the only way I believe you can truly get past like prequelitis if, if you go so far back like you're you're not going to have anything close to like a living ancestor mm-hmm. like so you, you won't have these weird moments like they do in some of the Star Wars prequels where you're seeing like a character uh, uh, get their name from some sort of weird like air Port like LAX uh, security guy or something like that Uh, (laughs) cough cough solo and and you don't Uh, have to like
1: put people in certain towns because you know in in these this mystical place you know townships countries come and go right I mean mm -hmm. the witcher I mean it has a war going on currently to to eradicate you know so I think there's an opportunity you like you said to not touch The current one, but also sets up for surprises.
0: the The only downside that I foresee, like the Lord of the Rings Amazon show having, or even the the Game of Thrones prequels that are going to be coming out, and even this this Witcher prequel, is uh, unfortunately when it when it kind of comes to like a fantasy world, they're kind of all set in this like medieval era and the medieval era never really ramped up technologically wise so like if, if you have like something like 300 years apart like visually for an audience it might just look identical to the show that you just watched whereas like you know 300 years difference like in modern times it's like a huge aesthetic change mm. so it makes me wonder like well how do, how do you approach that how do you make things how do you make things look even older like in the witcher series like do like I don't remember, did The Witcher have crossbows? Like, if, like, theoretically, if The Witcher had crossbows, would, like, a crossbow be, like, a brand-new invention that somebody's making in The in The Witcher blood origin? I don't know. So it'll be curious to see how these different streaming shows kind of solve uh, that problem. Uh, but, I, yeah, well, those are the weird things. I don't that think you're thinking <laughs> about that problem. I
1: think they're thinking that's a solution, Mike. How do we get one set to cover all of our TV shows? <laughs> now you're thinking like a producer, Chris. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking yeah.
0: like a financier. <laughs> we
1: draw a line down the middle of the set, right? this half is for the witcher we flip the cameras this half is for blood origin great so and go so i, th- I think that's, that's uh, how to save the money
0: <laughs> chris i just saw our next uh, news topic and like sometimes i just know how you organize the notes and it's just like oh i see what he did
1: yeah i did i did because we're gonna talk about beauty and the beast mike ah one of the live action disney movies and you saw this one correct
0: Yes, this is like the only yeah. one.
1: I always forget. I'm like, I don't. Did he see Lion King? I don't know if he saw Lion King. I don't remember.
0: Um, no. But
1: there is a Gaston based prequel series to be called The Little Town, named after where the movie is set, uh, with Luke Evans <laughs> and Josh Gad reprising their roles. They're just okay. dicks. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you have yeah. this whole show.
0: Like I was, I was trying to think. Like, oh, did Gaston go through like any character development in Beauty and the Beast? I was like. No, it's, he was pretty much the bad guy the whole time, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just like, does actually uh, uh, does Gaston die in Beauty and the Beast? Like, or is it like yeah. nebulous? Does he like fall off a cliff? I don't he, remember. I, he,
1: I think he died. It's implied he dies, but they don't show the actual death because it's a Disney movie. Um,
0: gotcha. Okay, so, yeah, I'm really curious. Like, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like I, I'm so detached, I, I, could, I could care less, or what is the phrase, I couldn't care less? I could, I, no, could, I could not could care not. less. Yeah. I, I could not care less, but I mean, I don't know, maybe if they get some really funny writers attached to this that can just like dunk on Gaston uh, the whole movie, that might be kind of funny. I, fun.
1: I want to see him eat all these eggs he's claiming he's eating. Like, he, he says he's <laughs> eating a couple dozen eggs a day, right? I want to see him uh-huh. do this. Like, uh, one whole <laughs> episode of him just eating eggs of, right on Luke Evans. Um, oh,
0: maybe it's, like, some sort of magical curse that's been placed on him that if he doesn't eat, like, two dozen eggs in a day, all of his muscles deflate. And then he wakes up one morning about to eat his eggs, but he finds out his eggs are missing. So he's, like, he's on, like, this 24-hour, like, uh, quest to get yeah. his eggs back. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my first stab at the screenplay, Chris. So
1: Beauty and the Beast is known for being kind of a musical, right? Do you think they make this a musical, Luke Evans and Josh Gad? I mean, Josh Gad mostly has a background in musicals, right? I mean, Frozen, mm-hmm. the um, – What's the play he was in? Um, uh, Book of Mormon, Book of Mormon, right? Where you guys think, you know, Luke Evans is less so known for singing, but they did have a, a song in there. Do you think that they will have more songs in this kind of series? Like, it, I don't see the point of like we talk about prequels. Like, I don't <laughs> see the point of this prequel at all. However, you know, if it's humorous and funny, and you know he's just a jerk and bad things are still happening to him, I think that'd be fun. But like, you know, if there's no character development, maybe. Don't, don't I do mean, this.
0: this is a great chance to get some more of those like Disney homophobic like headlines. Like, I can't oh, yeah. believe Disney is putting a gay character in my movie. Like if this is more like Josh Gad's movie, which is not necessarily because he might be a more famous actor, but just because like, oh, let's just switch it. Let's 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 make a what's his character's name in the movie. I don't even remember. Uh, um, yeah, no. Some, the little dude, if they made the little dude the main character and he's always just trying to subvert Gaston, that might be kind of funny. Or is he in love with Gaston? I don't remember. Maybe we see the origin of why he started following this, this buff dude around. Probably, I don't know. I guess uh, he thought he was pretty. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just expect to see more of those like really dumb headlines um, of oh, yeah. people being homophobic.
1: <laughs> Josh Gad's character is in charge of getting Luke Evans his eggs every day.
0: There you go. Oh man, we're really building out this narrative right yeah. now. Let's uh, let's throw in we we need some sort of beast-like quality to it. Maybe maybe they have like an entanglement with this with this with the witch from the original story, but like it's the witch's sister. Maybe she's more hip and fun and she's turning just random people into beast-like characters uh-huh. and I don't know cuz like you got to throw some of that magic in he, there or nobody's going to care.
1: He has he's been cursed by her. To just be an idiot for the rest of his life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never I never would have guessed that we could have gotten uh, like four minutes uh. out of a Beauty and the Beast prequel series on this show, but it's all about the eggs, Chris. It, it is. It's all about, follow, it's about dozens the dozens of eggs
1: he's eaten. God damn this whole town. Follow the eggs. Yeah. Follow the eggs. That's what it is. That's fine. We'll swap over to another movie you referenced a minute ago, Solo, mm. a Star
0: Wars story. Pre- prequel, prequel, prequel. Also,
1: uh, you talked about getting your name from a, an LAX uh, attendant when you're getting an airplane. Uh, But Solo is now on Disney Plus, in case you didn't know. um, I think it came up maybe last Friday um, or two Fridays ago. So all the Star Wars major films are now on the streaming service. I have to say major films because the holiday special is not on here, Mike. Do not get your hopes up. Um, (laughs) There you go. People are clamoring to get it on there, though. That's that's the worst part. Um, However, there is a Star Wars sequel series for Solo rumored to be in the works at Disney Plus. This comes in two forms of this rumor, Mike. It can revolve around... Han Solo himself, right? Rather than doing a movie and mm-hmm. putting all the money into it, they could do Han Solo, the, the sequel series. Um, mm-hmm. Or it's going to be based around Lando Calrissian after the Solo movie uh, with Donald Glover.
0: Or they could just do yeah, both. Yeah, I heard... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard the Lando rumor first ahead mm-hmm. of this. Uh so I don't know if that necessarily makes it more true. It's just the one that I saw first. But it does make a little bit more sense, right? Just because Donald Glover is the bigger cell, he's the he's yeah. the bigger he's the bigger star. And it's 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 more untreaded uh, you know, territory. I mean, what else could you really tell about Han Solo? I mean I suppose like a really talented writer could come up with like more fun swashbuckling for the character, but like we I think we have more to uncover with Lando, so there's probably a little bit more to mine there.
1: What I want, I don't care about who they put in here. We need the Crimson Dawn sequel, right? Like, um, Amelia Clark ran away with with the um, uh, to work with Darth Maul, right? We had this Darth Maul mm-hmm. period, and I don't care. I mean, I think that the safer bet is using uh, Donald Glover, um, mm-hmm. whereas because the more you have of Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, the more bitchy online people are going to be. Um, Like, literally, you can't, I mean, yes, we know it's not Harrison Ford, right? But, like, if it's based on him, you have more time with him to criticize this character's uh, lack of portrayal of of just being Harrison Ford. Uh, But if you do uh, Don Glover, you know, Lando Calrissian, I think, you know, people liked his performance. He was a highlight standout from the movie. So, using Mm. that, but, like, I want them to follow this Red Dawn track. I don't care who's in it. Um, But Lando, we don't know how he got from gambler to Cloud City, right? So maybe mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for him to be chasing the Crimson Dawn to get there. Han Solo, yeah. he's always been a smuggler. Like, that's what he was when we found him. He just, he's got Chewie already. He's gonna end up on Tatooine some point. So yeah, really I mean, more
0: with him. we we, we basically—Han Solo's uh, story basically ends as a smuggler as well. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, you do have a more arc to explore there uh, with Lando Calrissian. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess this is a, just going to be a streaming service created to justify the post-credit scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we all saw live-action, uh, like, kind of uh, Darth Maul with those legs. Uh, we want to see some more of that outside of a hologram, so— Maybe if this justifies it, who knows? Uh, We're still not entirely sure... Uh, since these Marvel these Marvel shows have yet to to air and debut, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe uh, Marvel is like proof in the pudding. Uh, you know, are these Star Wars series going to be more like stand like standalone? Like, bam, we're going to get one season of Obi Wan and like no more Obi Wan show. So now that means the following year we're going to get bam one season of Lando, no more Lando show. I'm I'm not saying that's good or bad, but uh, that could be a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. So maybe all you really have to develop is like six or eight stories. Orlando, and that's good whereas like the mandalorian you have a little bit more room of flexibility like this is a brand new character brand new cast of characters you don't have to worry about kind of like running into like a cement wall of where his original story aired and like you know the early 80s or late 70s or something like that so um i don't know i guess disney is just this could just be one of those things too where we're in a pandemic and all you can really do is put stuff in development and uh and well, it might never see the light of day well,
1: my, my guess is they can't other than the mandalorian they they're not going to create new characters new timelines until their new movies come out in like three years right so like mm-hmm. how do we fill in these voids we use the characters we have in a safe space um I think if the if Obi-Wan show gets enough viewers and gets enough new subscribers on Disney+, Plus, which is going to be hard to do, I think they could do a season two. Um, I think the numbers are going to really dictate that and you know, the price point. But, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with one-offs. Like, I don't need multiple ones. Um, hell, I'm, yeah, you, I'm happy get... we're getting Mandalorian season two. We we weren't promised Cr- that.
0: Chris, Disney+, Plus pulls them with the Star Wars shows, and then they retain them with Secrets of the Zoo. That's the show from National Geographic. It's really gonna hold your attention. You want to see those vets treat those giraffes, and uh, I mean, that's what's gonna hold them. That's and, the real solid content.
1: And guys. then when you need that lighthearted content, after that, you get Muppets now.
0: So <laughs> there you, we 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 set up a whole evening for you yeah. for you guys, out there.
1: A, a roller coaster of emotion. You're not just gonna sit there <laughs> and, and feel, you know, numb. You're gonna you're gonna go on every ride that we got for you. It's like a Disney park, really, on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So the fifth park, if you will. Hawkeye is going to come up in the news twice here in a row. First and foremost, Haley Steinfeld is reportedly... Signed on for the Kate Bishop role finally after months and months and months. Yeah,
0: of, uh, yeah. We just we just finished her season one of her show uh, Dickinson on Apple Plus, and obviously uh, she was great in Bumblebee as well. Uh, mm. I've, I've, we've mentioned this before. We're not too familiar with her singing career. Uh, her acting oh, career know. is great. <laughs> My wife listens so, yeah, I'm to the to- radio. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all uh, right. okay. Yeah, I'm totally down for her to play Kate Bishop. This is this has been kind of one of those not quite approaching casting levels of like Wolverine and, like, Professor X and Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, you know, it was like, pitch-perfect casting. But this one seems pretty solid. Like, everything on its face here seems really, really good. Um, and, like, Kate Bishop is kind of like this... Uh, she's, like, sarcastic. She's sassy. She's, like, tough, you know. She's not, like... Um, She's not, like, super analytical or anything like that. And, I, you know, Haley Seinfeld's character and like, Dickinson feels a little bit like that, too. But there's passion behind the role as well. So mm. I, I hope this is true. I'm down for it.
1: Yeah, apparently she's worked out a deal around her Apple Plus contracts. So that means either Apple Plus is spending less money or Disney's, like, maybe we can wait a little bit longer since everything's kind of been put on hold for us. Mm-hmm. So something's happened uh, to adjust some stuff and um, taken her away from her. Uh, Dickinson roles is that doing a season two? You think after finishing
0: that? Um, oh, funny enough, since uh, my wife keeps track of a lot of the goings on of Hollywood, um, she was watching like one of uh, the millions of Zoom conferences that have uh, happened over the summer, and one of them featured the the writer and creator of Dickinson, and she said uh, they're they're writing the second season right now, okay. and she wasn't a hundred percent sure when they're gonna be able to film. But uh, if you've never seen Dickinson before, it basically just is a bunch of people talking, usually inside of Victorian houses. So she's like, that might not be too hard to pull off in a, in a COVID world. You know, we don't have to do these big special effect shots or anything crazy uh, like that. So it's definitely still in... Um in production, But ha- Haley Steinfeld is the one here in the position of power. Like uh, uh, Apple Plus needs Dickinson more than Haley Steinfeld needs Dickinson, especially when she's being courted by the mothership of Marvel with all yeah. the cash. So uh, I'm, I'm glad this this worked out for her.
1: Exactly. And there's an opportunity here. Again, you know, when, the, when Marvel's hiring for something, they're not hiring for a one-off show, right? They're like, mm-hmm. we want you for the movies. Like, you know, uh, Jeremy Renner, he's not going to be around forever. We're replacing all the Avengers. We need an archer. Because, you know, um, everyone else has powers. We need you to shoot arrows. Uh, so I, I think there's opportunity here for Marvel to be like, well, look, you've got a, a long-term opportunity here where you're going to be, you know, loved and adored by millions around the world. Uh, not just the Transformers fans. Um, <laughs> out there. So, good, good, good for Hawkeye, if this is true. We hope to get some confirmation sooner or later. I'm hoping for a Marvel thing coming up in a month or two. Like, they're like, guess what? Disney Plus, boom, trailers. Boom, announcements. Yeah. So, um chi hulk's in the works you know moon knight's in the works so i want some casting give us some of that news that's mm-hmm. something's back together but until then we're gonna have to settle with video games mike and by god i love me some video games uh so much i actually i didn't tell you this i bought me an xbox series elite controller this week uh one of the the big well no, i thought
0: ones. you were about to say xbox series x and i was like that's not on sale yet you can't even pre oh, you it oh what are i didn't know it's
1: it's the elite <laughs> i meant i meant elite controller too the fancy one with the paddles and you can like take off all the thumbsticks and
0: Oh, does that also have the like the D pad where you like twist it and it pops up more? Yeah, isn't that like a feature of those? Pro yeah, you can you can
1: you can literally replace the D pad with any like the circular ones or the more like plus symbol ones. It's a very modular mm-hmm. controller. So uh, I'm excited to get that in the mail. Uh, Costco for the win uh, this week on that one. Um, but Marvel's Avengers, they had another War Table um, a stream this week uh, for the game. And the the first thing is the beta is coming out this month. We are now mm-hmm. in August. It's coming out. It's a three week process. We've talked about this PlayStation pre-orders first Xbox uh, and, and PC pre-orders next and open beta on the third week. And the first thing is they told us the content we're going to play Mike. And I know you got to watch a little bit of this. I think maybe um, mostly one of the bigger announcements here at the end, but I'm going to tell you what's in the beta first and foremost, because right. it's not like a five minute gameplay thing. And then you're done. You get to play the entire Golden Gate Bridge level in the beta, uh, which has been the, the primary video they've been using to 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 demo it we saw the full video at a uh, san diego last year uh, in, mm-hmm. in there uh, then you're gonna do a couple levels where you're kamala khan and hulk which would be an awesome fun team up i think right those are level levels mm-hmm. to experience the levels and then we get to go into the holographic augmented reality machine rooms the harm rooms where they have like scenarios that you have to beat like um different like um they didn't exactly give us the exact thing but it's a holographic room kind of like the uh, x-men's danger room it's-
0: Sounds like Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Sounds like that throwback. I, do, I
1: don't know that, but yes, probably very much <laughs> so. Um, where they set up and you have to beat certain levels with characters or possibly you know certain conditions stuff like that. Uh, looks to be maybe a lot of variety in those, but they're going to have a couple of those. And then lastly the actual war zones um, which are the four player multiplayer operations. They're not story levels, but like you beat a story and then you go back and play that war zone you can explore it, and stuff like that they have drop zones, which are shorter ones the War Zones uh, can range anywhere from 10 minutes to 2 hours, they revealed as well, depending on which ones you're playing, with multiple like checkpoints throughout the levels. Um, mm-hmm. Which sounds like, you know, if you want a, a long gaming session, you got it. If you want a short one, you got it, kind of deal. And you play as your characters, so if you and me, which we will be playing together, by the way, um, we, I, I can bring in my Iron Man and you can bring in your Hulk with different skill trees and play together. So...
0: Um, This sounds like uh, when you're 10 years old, I'm going to bring over my Captain America. You bring over your Iron Man. I'll meet you at the sandbox, and we'll just, like, stomp him into the dirt.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You're going to have lasers, and then my Captain America is going to have, like, you know, a rocket-powered shield. So it sounds awesome, Mm. Um, which I think, you know, honestly, for a beta mic and, like, a three-week full-long beta, if you're in all of it, that's a lot of content. Like, that is a (laughs) ton of content to play with.
0: Uh, it's always great to hear you uh talk about the the this game uh, every week because i you, yeah you're like the you are the super fan like we love our super fans of this podcast you are the super fan of this marvel game and uh i just uh, it's nice it's like it's like the youthful optimistic <laughs> eyes back in the day when you would wait for video games to come out at midnight like that kind of that type of energy doesn't really exist anymore because you just like get games like oh depending on when you like pre-ordered it, it'll just like digitally download you don't even need to leave your house so uh I'm vibing off the energy is what I'm saying.
1: Oh good. Uh and if you beat the war zones or the harm rooms 1 3, you actually get um content for Fortnite as you saw in the video.
0: Um <laughs> yeah, that was very strange. I was just kind of like skimming through the video. I was like, why am I seeing Fortnite stuff in this other video game yeah. trailer?
1: So, you get pickaxes based on the Hulkbuster gauntlets or the Hulk fists uh when you beat the the holographic uh reality rooms. So, um there's a big crossover there. I think that's fun. Uh very strange. It's
0: it almost seems like they're admitting, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what we do. No, no people are leaving the Fortnite ecosystem.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I I played I played some this weekend too. It's it's, it's fun times. <laughs> uh, lastly, they announced at least should icons question marks for six free DLC characters this year, right? And all the characters mm-hmm. will be free to play, free to download. You do not have to pay extra to play as another character. They're making their money through costumes and cosmetics. Um. So the first one that they have revealed was actually the second icon. The first icon still question mark is Hawkeye. Uh, People have been clamoring for him. He's going to get his own story missions that are uh, also able to be played multiplayer. They'll show up on the map. He'll have his own story of how he gets involved in this. And then you can play with him in all of the other war zones and harm rooms as well. Uh, afterwards. His
0: head is... His head is buzzed. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Just because the last time I've kind of seen more of a realistically rendered Hawkeye would be, you know, Jeremy Renner, the re, kind of like the real-life Hawkeye. So I was expecting him to have a hair. When I didn't see the hair, I was like, oh, wow, this is strange. But okay. Yeah, and that's,
1: that's, that's the, this universe's mode. It looks very much like the ultimate universe Hawkeye, if you've ever looked him up. Um, he's got a buzz mm-hmm. head and, and sunglasses, uh, like bright red sunglasses. Um, so it looks like that, but again... One of the cool things is, if you don't like it, if you're not jiving with how it looks, guess what? Buy a new skin. They're going to have the movie skins, <laughs> they're going to have the comic book skins. I imagine they're going to see that old classic purple one, the archer with the wings in the face kind of skin. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I fully expect them to have have uh, dozens and dozens of, of ways to, to mod your character, both free with the, the, the character that you can unlock and then also paid as well, so... Um, I'm looking forward to to, to playing this game and, and getting down and having a little variety. I mean, I, I Call of Duty and Fortnite can only get me so far, Mike. They're the same
0: premise. Uh, so. Look, well, Chris, if you if you if you need a little variety, one thing I forgot to mention at the top of the show is I downloaded Untitled Goose Game yeah. uh, before before we left for the weekend uh, because when the game came out last year, it was super hot. Everybody was talking about it, but it was like only on Steam. And switch, if I recall correctly. So yeah. when I basically knew I was never going to be able to play this game, I kind of forgot about it. But then I just kind of like Googled it randomly the other day, and apparently they added it to, at the very least, the PlayStation Store at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded that bad boy, and I've been flapping wings and honking at like uh, just uh, shopkeepers and kids and. It's pretty fun you just kind of like waddle into a new area and then just like apropos of nothing you get a to do list of things you have to do and it's just simple things like get the gardener wet trap the kid in the phone booth uh, like put these five items in the grocery basket and then when you go to do those things there's kind of obstacles in your way so it's just it's just a very glorified puzzle game but it's just so goofy and and weird so Chris if you need a break in between uh, all those those different games you can be a goose that's what I'm trying to tell you that's for sure (laughs) yes exactly sign
1: me up sign me up uh, one of the other characters that's rumored to be In Avengers Game is Captain Marvel And that's going to tie us into the, her next upcoming movie Might Captain Marvel 2 Oh,
0: we're talking Man, it's I feel like it's been a million years since we talked about Marvel movie stuff
1: Yeah, because <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a holding pattern, for sure um, This is rumored to Involve Mrs. Marvel from the TV show That they're filming um, And mm-hmm. adapt uh, the comic book Version of Secret Invasion
0: Yeah, the the bit of secret invasion news that I heard the other week is uh, somebody somewhere asked the Russo brothers what they'd be interested in doing or what would bring them back to doing more Marvel stuff. And I think they just I don't know if they were hinting at something or just off the top of their head. they were just like, oh, well, the secret invasion was cool. That'd be that'd be fun to to try. out." They said secret wars. Secret Oh, it was Secret Wars, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, I got my secrets involved. Yeah. I mean, Secret Wars would be e- even crazier to pull oh, yeah. off. I suppose if I suppose if anyone could do it, it would be them, but I guess that seems even further down the line. Yeah. Like that that's too that's too far out. You need all of these different multiverses explained. There's there's a whole lot going but on.
1: You, there. you just need a bunch of a bunch of all the X-Men, all the Fantastic Four and some other ones to be pulled in there, but yeah. You know, but yeah, so Secret Invasion Secret Wars is um, heroes villains uh, with the the Beyonder, but Secret Invasion is the Skrulls impersonating the yes. heroes. Now, correct. <laughs> Captain Marvel one flipped that on its head. We all thought the Skrulls were the villains, right? But we found mm-hmm. out the Kree were hunting the, the Skrulls, and they were just trying to, to go live a peaceful life. Spoiler alert. Pausing for spoilers. Spider Man <laughs> three, the last Marvel or Spider Man two, the last Marvel movie we saw shows that Nick Fury is living with the Skrulls in a big ship, and they've come a long way in like twenty something years. So, yeah,
0: it seems like it seems like the scrolls have basically kind of been almost folded into Shield as agents that just have yeah. cool powers of changing and, the way they look.
1: And, and you know, um, potentially the organization's sword. So mm-hmm. um, will Secret Invasion be maybe a rogue group of scrolls taking over? Um, being this, they don't want to help people; they want to take over worlds. I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be an, ad- an exact adaptation because a lot of those heroes are now gone. Uh, Iron Man specifically, yeah.
0: Captain America specifically. Yeah, it, and it seems like they've already done so much groundwork to really flip the script that I suppose if you just wanted to use the title to generate more excitement for your movie, mm-hmm. which I've, I feel like Marvel doesn't need to do. They can generate well, excitement just by sending out like half a tweet about something new. They, they do that uh. a lot. Age of
1: Ultron <laughs> was one that they did not pull. Uh-huh. They pulled the movie, the, the comic title, but that is not the movie, uh, the, what yes. we got. Yes, so. Agre- agreed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but anyway, so this is supposedly in, including important MCU characters and be seen as like a mini Avengers film, a la Civil War style. So um, hmm, okay, I, I think that I mean if they don't have they don't have an Avengers movie on their schedule, right? Um, Captain Marvel two is what three years out, two years out, twenty twenty two. So mm-hmm. this could be a time to have like a, a, a status quo change again, right? Um, you know, they're they're still reeling from the five year time jump, people dying, coming
0: back. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the the basically the the intention that we got when uh, when Captain Marvel was kind of first announced to be being folded into the MCU is they were saying like, hey, everybody knows Cap's going to go away, so we're going to bring in uh, Captain Marvel, and this is going to kind of be like the tone, the seat shift, the throne shift, if you will. And since things have kind of slowed down here in pandemic world, and the movies have not really come out the way they were supposed to, we got to wait for all these Disney Plus shows. We haven't really seen that that shift of power power quite yet because we haven't really seen the whole universe push forward in general. I guess maybe this is the movie that does it, you know, like you said if it is like a civil war style film, somebody needs to be at the front lines kind of charging forward if you will and it seems like Miss Marvel would be the or Captain Marvel would be the one leading the charge. And
1: she has, you know, again from the 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 movies we've known so far, she has the uh, only experience with the scrolls. You know, uh, in her mm-hmm. film. So, if if it is her, you know, lead to take on this, and you know that this would be, you know, they're dealing with scrolls. She would be the lead you'd want to have, right?
0: Yeah, and it, it it's kind of interesting though, because when you think of secret invasion, I usually think very earth terrestrial. Mm-hmm. These are people mimicking earth humans if you will and it's like secret it's a uh, very operative and stuff like that but when I think Captain Marvel now I think of like cosmic I think of space I think of her flying through spaceships and blowing them up now so in my head I just imagine her doing these very 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 large things much like Thor does and secret invasion sounds like a very narrowed down thing so who knows maybe this movie won't take place as much on earth I, I, I don't know yeah,
1: or, <laughs> or it could and she cannot use her explosion powers to solve it kind of thing you know? Like, how do how do you get Captain Marvel to not be the most overpowered character in? What, in what's
0: the what's the Nova homeworld called again? Um, I forgot Xandar. the Xandar. That's right. My my wild guess that I'm throwing out there is maybe it's a secret invasion of Xandar. I mean, people on Xandar look roughly proportional to humans. They, so you could kind of see that shift going there. And they've had a bunch of crap happen to them. Like maybe we could see the destruction yeah. that Thanos has laid down. And this is basically my way of looping back around to like maybe we can get Nova into the yeah. MCU with with this film. Uh, so I don't know. That's just a guess. Yeah, there's
1: some opportunity here. And I think you know if they're doing that, like if they're involving the other MCU people, though, I think it's going to be Earth-based. And you know maybe – I'm going to tell you what if in the 5-year span that scrolls were, you know, p- taking place on earth and taking the identities of those people who have died and living like they're or disappeared yeah. in this app and then now they're all back and now we've got this cr- identity crisis where duplicate people are existing and they don't know why.
0: Oh, I see. So you're not you're not saying like, "Oh, chris evans shows up to do another cameo you're saying like just like a normal run-of-the-mill like human politician yeah maybe everyone thought he wasn't blipped but in reality he was blipped he comes back and he walks into his old office and somebody's there that looks like him and like oh shit it's an alien
1: yeah and then like well now we're like and that could be misconstrued as an invasion
0: but they're not okay yeah I feel like okay I feel like we're folding into something here because that's a that's a big question mark we've had in the MCU for a while now of how does the blip affect just the overall crisis of the world how does it shift power what happens to governments you know what happens to Washington DC something's got to happen it's Mm -hmm. not like everything goes back to normal so yeah maybe Skrulls have filled in the gaps maybe at the request of Nick Fury maybe he's just like hey we can't have the this country and the world economy falling you go to this country pretend you're the leader you go to this country pretend you're the leader and just we'll figure it out from there yeah
1: exactly and that that would hold on to the the peace of the countries if you will like you said so um Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think there's opportunity there we could be way off on this and we most likely are but
0: you know we just threw out like i feel like a a million ideas and a half so i feel like we've probably at least landed on something (laughs) we've got something well
1: (laughs) knock on wood marvel we'll help you write this don't don't Mm you down it uh, in other news, just a to top on Spider-Man 3 here. Tony Revolori, uh, the actor who plays Flash Thompson, will return for Spider-Man 3. He said,
0: "Nice. I mean, yep. Not much to say beyond that, no. but I liked him in the movies. I so do. I, It doesn't hurt to have more. He's, he's
1: great. <laughs> he's in uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Grand Budapest Hotel. So uh, if you don't have, if you have, a, if you're looking for something to watch and you haven't watched it, go check that out. But uh, yeah, he's not been the, the normal Flash Thompson. So maybe, maybe he gets something to do in Spider-Man 3 rather than just be, you know." What, he got punched in the crotch, I think, in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> a, a selfie video. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see something go there. Switching up gears, there's a little video here in our thing uh, from a news channel uh, that Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings is now filming in Sydney, Australia.
0: No, uh, no, no Australia. Uh, the, uh, I think I just saw... Uh, I think I just saw a headline on Twitter something about uh, some place in, Aust- in Australia like locking down due to the coronavirus. So I don't know if this is just breaking news that kind of cuts into this, but maybe Australia isn't as safe as they thought it was just maybe a couple days ago. <laughs> well,
1: I, well, I mean this this I think this uh, this video just popped up today. So um, they've got the sets built down there. They're 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 very much using this as a thing. I believe New Zealand. I thought they'd be filming there because it's a lot safer there right now. Um, but I mean um, But they 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 say they're I mean if they're going to be filming Movies right they cannot film them in America Right now so they're going to be going to other countries which have Better um, protocols Better numbers so um, Really not surprised here that They would move to these places to Keep these movies in production right to keep keeping okay this
0: is yeah this is this is the headline i saw this is as of last night but this is australia time so i suppose it could be happening right now i don't know whatever time zone that this is reflecting but it says australia declares state of disaster in victoria and imposes curfew in melbourne so australia is a very big place separated by lots of land in between some of their big cities so uh who knows this could be getting off the ground and then stopping and starting, but. all I know is I have mentally prepared myself for nothing of really uh, large worth happening in 2020. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so happy to see the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: well, that, that's the other thing. You know, I don't think we're going to have an opportunity, uh, a, a good one, to go to the theaters the rest of this year. Uh, and in that case, that brings us to our next topic, Mike. Uh, great segue here. Thank you for setting me up for this. That AMC Theaters previously had a beef with Universal Studios, right? they mm-hmm. put aside their differences and come to a historic deal to reduce the release window from theaters to video on demand, premium video on demand, to 17 days only. Yeah,
0: this is huge. I believe the window before was, I think, between, like, what, 65 and 90 days? Uh, whatever it was exactly, it uh, pales in comparison to this short time. Uh, I've seen some analysts say that a lot of movies make the lion's share of their money in these first kind of two weeks, seventeen days. So I'm 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 not surprised to see kind of that's this is where they land. But I mean, this is this is pretty shocking. Yeah.
1: So at, at the time of everything happening, there were no deals in place, right? Or if there were deals in place, it was mostly just because theaters wanted to be open and have things. Well, now theaters are being closed against their will, not because they don't have. You know they, they they want to stay open, so they have worked on this to do a premium video on demand. Seventeen. I mean, this is what two, two weeks and three days, two and a half weeks minimum, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Uh, because then that you know they could put it in theaters in New York or LA, and then we could be watching them digitally, pay digitally in seventeen days. Now, not just a regular video on demand. This isn't going to Netflix. This isn't going to Disney Plus. This is uh, what they call premium video on demand. Um, which mm-hmm. is a higher cost, which is like twenty bucks for a forty-eight hour rental, which is what Trolls World mm-hmm. Tour's done and, and others. And AMC is reportedly going to get ten percent of these on on some of these movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, and I'm I'm curious how long that ten percent lasts for, yeah, as well.
1: It, exactly. Uh, so, and, and also, like, what if another theater chain wants to get on this? Like, do you just keep adding ten percent until you're not making any money on these. So, so what does that mean for other theaters, you know, um, and, and distributions? So this is a record low number of days, but is this a temporary solution until they think things will get back to normal? I don't think we're looking at a year until things are hopefully even close to back to normal. Um, But, you know, is this something that, like, is this the new normal, or is this just, hey, there's a crisis mode going on here, we need to all make money, here's how we can do it.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is the new normal because uh, for me, this almost seems like progress towards the goal of kind of I think what we've wanted all along is the option to see any movie we want at home when it comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, with with the opportunity to go to a theater to see something, if it's deserving, like a a large screen, if you will. Uh, I've heard some people say that this could potentially be really bad for smaller movie theaters or for that case or smaller films that kind of rely on this longer uh, release period to collect this money. Some people say this could be the sign of like an apocalypse where soon that like you don't go to movie theaters anymore. You just go to like a Disney. So you go to the Disney store to watch these films when they come out. Obviously it'd be a big gigantic Disney store, if you will. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to get that crazy, but you know, if I think about it in my head, there are tons of movies that I, that I see go to theaters all the time, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to wait th- till that comes out on video. But now if I have the option to just wait, you know, basically three weekends, and then I, I get to watch it at home, I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I love the theater experience, right? I mean, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I went to film school. I love movies. I love going there. But people ruin that experience so often. Um, yes. And, and, and it's not... That it's the theater's fault. There's just really, I mean, like like we've talked about before. There's no ranking system. There's no premium seats where you can get away from the loud people, the people on their phones, the people who just don't give a shit about everybody else around them. And mm-hmm. while I want to support my movie theaters, I want that cho- that choice and that chance to, you know, there are times when I'd rather just sit here in my Captain America chair, <laughs> look my lights off, and watch a movie, or possibly even use. You know, a lot of, of things have uh, gone to a watch together, like a watch party. Um, mm-hmm. You know where we could watch a movie together, remotely, and, and then then do a review episode after it, right after it, kind of thing. So, I mean, there are opportunities here where you know we don't have to wait forever to do that because we were not able to go. So I'm I'm all on board, but I agree. I don't want the theater experience to go away. I I, I really hate that it has to come to this. But what do we do in in these times? If theaters aren't open, they're still going to close down. You know, like the small ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's weird. I'm, I'm honestly trying to think, you know, back when we could go see movies in a theater, what was the last film that I saw after it had been 17 days? I feel like if I've waited that long, I'm just in the mindset of I'm just going to wait until it comes out. So for me as a consumer, I, I, my, my dollars really aren't being directed any anywhere differently. So uh, that's why probably why my opinion is probably more positive than negative. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if maybe prices are going to be changed ticket wise uh and maybe a good and bad in a good and a bad way you know if these if amc basically has these movies uh for a fewer amount of weekends before you know they have competition video on demand do you think they're going to go to like a tiered pricing platform whereas like if you want to see a movie in the first three weekends you're going to have to pay a premium price but if you want to see a movie after 17 days, it's actually cheaper than it's ever been before. So I, I can only compare it to the ticket prices like out here in LA, but mm. I would I would say, and we'd try to go to some cheaper theaters, but let's say on average, uh, a movie ticket for us is like $12 per person. Maybe if I want to go see the next Avengers movie or the next Marvel movie, I'm going to have to pay $15 at that same theater to see it in the first three weekends. But let's say you know uh, I don't know th- this wouldn't happen where I would wait this long to see a Marvel movie but you know maybe if you're not too big into the universe and you wait for that fourth weekend maybe that ticket is now like eight bucks like you know a permanent matinee price for the for the rest of the run of the theater that could be interesting I'm sure it would piss some people off because they'd have to pay more for their tickets some people would be happy because they'd see movies that maybe they wouldn't see before but I wouldn't be surprised if this is changing cost somewhere along the mm-hmm. lines you know it, I just can't imagine and it doesn't change costs. Maybe the... What's the AMC club card called? Is that A-list? Uh, is that what it A-list is?
1: A-list and there's stubs. So yeah, A-list yeah, is we surpri- watch three a week or whatever.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the price of A-list changes a little bit. Maybe like a buck or two. You know, not enough to... To lose a bunch of subscribers, but you know enough to kind of recoup some some losses. Uh, I don't. I don't know. At the end of the day, AMC is a giant corporation, mm-hmm. and I, I I I find it hard to feel bad for any giant corporation that just has a massive wealth. So. Uh, who knows, <laughs> Chris? I'll just bring it back around again to say, does this get us mu- new mutants any faster? I know it's not well, a universal film, but if it was a universal film, do you think they would just put it out in the theaters and just in 17 days we could watch oh, it yeah, video I mean, on I demand? I think
1: I think you're gonna get more people r- excited to watch video premium video on demand than you would in theaters anyway. For this, you know, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, how how do you feel? Like, if you're following safety regulations and all that stuff, how many people can you fit into a theater? and get you know as a as a a distributor get the money back and then also versus eh, people video on demand what i think is cool you mentioned this premium video on demand allows people with families right multiple kids to get a movie and watch all the kids for 20 bucks it's easy it's family friendly right it's a family friendly thing and if you want families to watch your movies that's how you have to do it right Imagine trying to get mm. your three kids, two to three kids, maybe their friends along the way to the theater, feed them snacks, get them in the seats, get them situated, then keep their attention in the movie for the entire time, right? It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. I mean, I'm, thinking, I'm getting stressed thinking about it and I don't even have kids. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, this $20, $20, yeah, hey, here's uh, some cheese balls. Watch this movie with me. You know, watch it 50 times in your 48 hours because get it out of your system. And then maybe at the end of it, the parents buy it. For you know another twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, really, this also does help us a little bit, you and me, Chris, to where if uh, if people just feel inclined to wait three weeks to watch the next Marvel movie, let them. Because when I go to when I go to these uh, big event movies that we talk about here on the show, uh, I only want the super fans. On my Thursday night screenings, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody that doesn't want to be there. That's there, you yeah. know. Only the big fans, please, because they're not gonna—they're not well, gonna ruin my experience. Even, even
1: the first weekend, because you know, sometimes you—I've know, been to those movies where, you know, some of the Saturday afternoon people just don't give a shit, and I'm like, why are you uh-huh. here? Opening weekend, the first one, if you're doing this. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity here for to help us get what we want, help other people get what they want, but you know, at, at the same time is this a good idea i'm i'm down with it at the end of the day i think
0: the so. the, the fact of the matter is is we don't need cd stores anymore we barely need GameStops stops anymore it's just not surprising that the that the need for movie theaters are also diminishing mm-hmm. it's just the market you know so it's just something had to trigger this and it was the pandemic
1: yeah how do, how do we keep content coming to us um in this time and sometimes it's, it's, it's taking a hit somewhere else so
0: i'm gonna need a nicer tv if i'm watching more kind of premium movies at home i'm gonna need to get like a big freaking tv i tell
1: you what tv <laughs> prices are ridiculously low you can get like a 65 inch for under 500 right now yeah that's ridiculous. i know you don't shop at walmart but that's where i saw one the other day so <laughs> so maybe online maybe you can get it delivered through amazon probably will beat it i don't know but anyway <laughs> uh Tenet, right? Did I say it right this time? Right,
0: happy this time? <laughs> no, no, it's tenet. Tenet, damn it. Tenet, tenet. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was like a double negative. You're like, I'm not going to mess it up this time. And you just, I was it, thinking way too hard about around. it because
1: I don't tenant, yeah. I want to say tenet. And I know I will. I, I, I talked, I was with my family today and we were talking. I was in speech therapy for like five years in elementary school. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, very <God>. afraid of. <laughs> now you're making me feel like an asshole. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it was my R's, but I'm very afraid of saying certain words wrong. So, uh, tenet. Uh, there we go. Um, Warner Brothers uh, says they will release the film internationally on August 26th. I believe that yeah, also includes man. select markets in L.A. and New York. Mike, so go buy your tickets because I know you want to go to the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. Sarcasm Who over. doesn't want to go to the <laughs> <laughs> We just talked about this. Uh, and then we'll roll out the film across the world in a tiered
0: release. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. 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 <laughs> I mean, like I, I couldn't have like any, any more umbrage. I don't know where to direct it. I don't know if it's supposed to go at Nolan. I don't know if it's supposed to go at Warner Brothers. Uh, the only saving grace here is that if you happen to have a really close friend that likes to get their movies from the internet through some uh through some other means is uh i sounds like i might be able to watch this uh, at home <laughs> when it releases internationally maybe with korean subtitles i don't know maybe not we'll have to see it. we'll have to see what what's what, available what Mike saying is he's when. hoping
1: 17 days applies to warner brothers movies as well uh <laughs> and we can just watch it on a premium video on demand service wink wink
0: yeah um, yeah there you go I mean it's just like I know I know Christopher Nolan isn't like M. Night Shyamalan or like the last uh, five minutes of his movie like this huge twist is revealed and if you and if you get the twist it's going to ruin the whole experience but like uh, I, I'm just like I'm worried of going on a message board anywhere of just like haha I got to see Tenet and Americans can't see it yet so uh, here's everything that happens in the movie I mean just like wow you're going to have to really get your muted keywords ready on Twitter if you're, if you're really honestly trying to wait to see this in the United States.
1: Yeah, remember how this wasn't a problem in like the '90s? Like, Ooh. like you had to really well, try I... to get ruined <laughs> by a movie.
0: Like I know, some people in other markets might be kind of like yelling at me because, truth be told, like there was times when before Marvel mo- movies were simultaneously debuted. Yeah, they got like a, like the UK got like Avengers like two weeks before us, but it wasn't like a unique situation. They weren't like poking poking us in the face, going like, "Ha ha, we're better at social distancing and less of us are sick, so we got to see this movie before you." So I'm just hoping nobody's like shoving it in our face that they get to see it before us. Oh, you know they're gonna.
1: If you go to the right, if you go to the wrong places online, they're gonna. I mean. In- that's the right mm-hmm. places, but that doesn't make any sense because you don't want to be there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this tiered release thing, you know, it's it's going to be weird. I mean, to think in the 90s, again, I was looking this up earlier. You know, America used to get movies weeks before other countries, right? Uh, we were the number one market. Mm-hmm. And then it became the other way. Like, some other countries, like, I'd fight Australia to watch Avengers Endgame two weeks early. Um, but you know, now we're we're kinda of back around like a tiered release, what does that mean in the world of information? Like will this will someone inevitably leak the spoilers or put the whole movie online before it gets to America? And and what does that mean for you know, countries? Yeah. So it's well, not I mean our fault, it's just the way the internet is now.
0: Yeah, I don't think Christopher Nolan is the type of dir- of director that would do this. But there was kind of a rumor floating around that they thought, like, Tenet might be, what, like, a sequel to Inception? Or like a or was it, like, a sequel to one of his other movies? I thought that people were trying to, like, connect this film with one of his others. Like, I really don't think that he would do that. But if he did, that secret's not going to stay secret for very long, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- there's there's no... I mean, there's going to be articles that ruin it the second we go around. And, and it's not just because you know we're looking for it. If, I, if I'm looking up news for the week, it's going to be there. And uh-huh. it's not going to be anyone's fault except for the people who wanted to talk about it on the news and get the clicks which i I mean i can't blame
0: them but you know come on all it takes is all it takes is a less scrupulous headline writer that thinks they wrote a headline that's not spoilery but they got to make sure that it's clickbaity so it's just like you won't believe what main character and tenant died in the last act of the movie Mm -hmm. click here to find out it's just like that headline's still (laughs) still a fucking spoiler yeah yeah exactly
1: (laughs) um uh, yeah, so it's 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 a weird place, but they're gonna try to do it anyway, and we're gonna see how this plays out, Mike. So, cross our fingers. The Emmy nominations are out, uh, and uh, in good news here, several shows that we watch uh, have got it. Uh, the Mandalorian securing several Emmy nominations uh, for it, mm-hmm. uh, which is great for you know uh, geek culture as a whole and streaming mm-hmm. services. Watchmen secured the most, I think, twenty six nominations.
0: Ooh, for Emmys. wow! What a, that's a windfall, yeah, man. Have you watched Watchmen? Uh, Yes, I have. It's amazing. I love it. Perfect. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, I did did as well. So I want to make sure. uh, So Watchmen uh, securing tons of uh, I think there's like even multiple actors in the same categories sometimes for Mm -hmm. Watchmen. Like that's – it's a good show. It's it's very, very much worth watching. Uh, And then Westworld, um, the other W show on HBO um, securing nominations. There's a bunch of lists. I kind of skimmed through it. But like these are the three shows that kind of hit our wheelhouse here. Uh, I'd rather just announce the winners um, than this whole list of nominations because it's huge. But um, I think I think it's a good uh, good year for, you know, being acknowledged by these award shows all around.
0: Yeah, I think I think the craziest thing about the sheer number of Watchmen nominations is you got to imagine that some of the people that that um, that that put these nominations in place. Watched the show, obviously, but maybe had no idea about what was in the graphic novel or what was in the Zack Snyder film. And to me, it's wild imagining somebody watching this show without having like any context about the world at all. But I suppose it had to have happened. I would actually. Th- it's probably safe to say that the majority of people that saw the watchman series don't know the backstory of the characters of the world and for me it's just wild to imagine them trying to grip with this idea of like a like an interdimensional squid with like no context so i mean like man good on them to really to really break through that barrier to yeah. kind of more of a general crowd and,
1: and to do one of those again just to let people know well, this watchman series is set Years after the comic book, right? Not, not the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, to jump that far, but forward. you can,
0: you can use the, you can use the film though yeah. as a, as a way to, as a way in. Yeah, and, as well. and, and you don't even, I don't even think
1: you need to. I think you can go in blind because it, it explains itself pretty well, right? With with these characters. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you know, jumping forward that far is is a bold move, right? It's not doing an immediate sequel. It's doing a, mm-hmm. a year sequel, and then you know, again, with any good HBO season one, the twists and turns and the reveals are just so fun. So.
0: Yeah. This is also a good t- a good time to point out. I saw a lot of like people mad on Twitter when it got all these nominations and they were like mad at HBO for not giving a second season, but you missed the headline. You need to subscribe to our show where we let you know. No, the creator of the show willingly did not want to do a second mm-hmm. season cuz he didn't have another idea and I think that's uh, I think that's a uh, pretty bold and powerful. So, yeah, you need to read up some And if they
1: do a second <laughs> season, it will not probably be um the, the guy these who did the first one. well it's not even yeah. the guy who ran in the first one they could do different characters right they could they could do more Ooh. stories they could be more serialized right um and, and yes, that's an opportunity exactly. in the watchman universe and that's that's great so um fun stuff fun stuff uh speaking of the mandalorian season two we'll delve into moff gideon's uh backstory in the dark saber which i
0: don't Ooh, think the dark saber is awesome <laughs> to look at and it really pulled it to life you finished the mandalorian documentary Show. uh I, I think i still where i left off but i i've seen like 75 the, the of it. props <laughs> episode
1: where they show it in like real life is really cool like how they made that glow well yeah, it's a black saber but it's got like the white glow in real life it mm-hmm. looks just as good as it does there as it does in the the final film so i mean the props mm-hmm. was really fun with that and you know the last time we saw it in the show was in the star wars rebel show with sabine wren um moff gideon we have no idea who he is how do we still even have a moth post-Empire, um, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Republic has kind of been, um, is it not Republic, the Empire has been destroyed. So uh, we'll see how he kind of comes into play, maybe a younger version. The guy who plays him, Giancarlo Esposito, he's in, like, every show. He's in The
0: Boys Season 2. Yeah. He's yeah. in that new Far he's Cry in- game. Yeah, I was like, he's in video games. Now? I didn't, I didn't know he was going to be in the Boys season two. Actually, yeah, he's in. He's in season oh, that's one. That's interesting.
1: He's actually the guy at the head of the board. He's in season one. Yeah, he's the guy at the head of the board. He is.
0: Yeah. Oh well, they, they don't show the board. I don't remember them showing the board. Yeah, he, that. They. Often. Uh,
1: it's near the end. Whenever the um, the lady um, that uh, uh, Homelander has like obsession, yeah, like she's talking to him and he's telling her what to do, like.
0: Well, you know what? I think it's fair to say that you might not remember the board as much when the next scene is, like, uh, the woman, like, breastfeeding, like, oh, yeah. a grown man. Yeah. Uh, so I, think, I the show's, think it's safe to the say. You so might not done.
1: remember. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but, but he is a little – I mean, he was in Breaking Bad. He's in um, Better Call Saul still. Uh, he's voicing characters. Was he voicing in maybe Avatar or something like that? I don't know. This guy is all over the place still. I, he's
0: the voice, he's definitely the voice of like an animated character that I feel like I watched recently. I can't quite remember what it he, was, but yeah, if you, I'm sure if you went to his IMDb page, it would be it would be long and lucrative. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm well
1: he's in Stargirl, <laughs> the CW show right now as well. Um, man, this dude gets
0: work. He He gets so much work because everybody in Hollywood fell in love with Breaking Bad 10 years ago. And uh, now they're just like, Oh, I want to put him in everything. He's great. Well, he's,
1: he's been, he's been in movies for years before. That's just, I think when he became the big guy, you know, uh, I'm just kind of pulling through. Oh, he's Lex Luthor in Harley Quinn's animated show. That's what, that's where I heard him recently. um so yeah he he is all over the place uh he's doing great he's he's killing it Uh, he's also rumored to be in talks for marvel i think we've talked about before um but that's mandalorian i want to actually he's i was just going to talk about harley quinn the animated show if you've not caught it it is now both seasons are on hbo max um
0: it's like you accidentally segued yourself i did
1: accidentally (laughs) uh i probably did it subconsciously and just didn't realize it um Mm -hmm. If you also didn't know, we might have talked about this, DC Universe got rid of their yearly subscription. I think we talked about it last week.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you said nails in the coffin Um, uh, after you tweeted that to me or texted that to me. (laughs) Yeah, so uh,
1: Harley Quinn is also uh, on HBO Max uh, along with uh, Doom Patrol, I think uh, maybe a couple other things. So you know what that means. DC Universe is going right out. Uh, (laughs) They're putting all their good stuff on HBO Max. So um, if you haven't seen Harley Quinn... I think it's an awesome show. I'm very surprised at how much I enjoy this show. It is very adult-oriented. Do not let your children watch this. Uh, have a good time with it, Mike. I, I, if you have you seen it yet at all?
0: Uh, I, I've seen just the the first episode. Uh, I'll use this as an opportunity to say they just added the Steven Universe movie to yeah. HBO Max, and I was bummed because I paid to watch that, and I could have just waited another week and watched it oh, for free. Man. But uh, yeah, you got to keep your eye on HBO Max; they're adding crap all the time.
1: Yeah. I've been watching it on there. I, like I don't know if I said I've been watching The Boondocks on there. So mm-hmm. um, the, Regina King, who is the main actress in Watchmen, voiced both kids, Riley and um, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. She voiced both of the brothers
0: she did yes, she did. Yep. oh wow wow that totally changes my uh, uh perception of the show yeah. that's awesome regina king Reg- i believe regina king was indeed nominated yes. uh for the emmys this year too so uh good luck yeah,
1: to yeah like i said i think multiple people from Watchmen were and she's she's definitely one of them so yeah she voiced uh mm-hmm. it's a huey and riley i believe so um mm-hmm. yeah on that so hbo max is really killing it for me lately i, I don't know about you but it's it's my go-to streaming service right now Um, with new, with, with, well not new content, content I can, I can binge watch a lot of. Wonder Woman 84 is supposedly getting a new trailer, uh, with the Inception re-release in cinemas on August 22nd.
0: We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> it's so weird because uh, like all of the Wonder Woman tie-ins uh, started popping up earlier this year you know like the the, the collab Doritos bag you know the, the makeup that was jiving with the Wonder Woman branding you know it all started to roll out and they had to pull everything back and then I feel like they had this new release date so they started pushing the merch again so now if I go into the pharmacy to pick up prescriptions I see more Wonder Woman stuff on end caps like you know like lipstick Eyeshadows, all this other stuff and she's like no 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 you're probably gonna have to pull this stuff back again <laughs> until 2021 when the movie i'm sure ends up coming out so oh it's crazy
1: oh yeah i mean it's we're in a weird weird world um but inception you know christopher nolan trying to push out like we said his tenet tenant tenant Mike, <laughs> um I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it every time um movies by tying to his other ones inception uh, i have not know if i've watched inception since the theaters uh it came out um it's got uh, what's her name um in uh, umbrella academy <sighs> the white violin actress i can't think of her name ellen page uh in there as well ellen page yes. so um, yeah that's right she is in it yeah yeah yeah. so if they come out then uh, maybe online that week uh again we always get trailers online before they hit theaters so i don't know why they'd say this we'll get a new wonder woman 84 trailer and then also dune will have a new trailer if we're interested in that i didn't know it was did, I tell, did we talk about dune being a two parter?
0: It is. Oh, maybe we did. I don't know. We'll have to see if Dune makes makes it D- to the magical December release month. That apparently we were supposed to be done and past all of this stuff by December, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Oh, uh, uh, I, I only, I only laugh out of nervousness and sadness. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's too real, Mike. It's too real. Oh, um, you gotta laugh.
1: So yeah, we we got to, we got to. Um, the Flash, uh, the director Andy Machete, this is he's like the 18th director on this movie, so um, we'll we'll see how long he lasts. Right now, while everything's shut down, um, has stated to Orden 66, which is a Spanish website, in an interview, that The Flash is a story of time travel where he travels back to save his mother. And I've never been so disappointed in a logline for this movie because I'm like, that's the TV <laughs> show, that's what they all did. Give me something new. Yeah, with the I Flash. mean that.
0: And also, that is indeed Flashpoint, right? Because we were talking before, you know, if he goes to... You know another dimension you know that's how you find michael keaton's batman and you kind of set up your your other worlds whatever batman beyond uh movie franchise uh but that's a different dimension so maybe it's set up in the first act where he's trying to go back in time but accidentally slips through the speed Mm -hmm. force and goes into a different dimension maybe that's what happens so it's kind of like they're setting up uh they're setting up flashpoint and then nope it's something totally different uh We'll we'll have to see, but I mean, saving your mother is probably the strongest motivation any superhero in the DC universe can have right now. So oh, again, I, I, I guess is her name Martha? <laughs>
1: God, I really hope the oh. Flash's name is Martha. This will just make it that much oh, better. Oh gosh, we're we're changing it. Um, it was I don't think it, her his, his uh, wife's name is Iris. I don't remember his mother's name, but it's now Martha. Martha Flash, the mother of the Flash. So <laughs>
0: yes, the Flash's last name is yeah. Flash. <laughs> Ironically.
1: uh uh, the the flash, so I I think I mean I think you know honestly they don't need to do flash point identical. Hopefully they do change it up like you just said. So, knock on wood. Lastly, did you know the Snake Eyes movie was supposed to come out this October still, and I haven't even seen <laughs> an image of it yet.
0: Was this? I feel – I'm trying to remember the last time we talked about this. It's like not supposed to be connected to any of the other G.I. Joe stuff that has come out previously, right? It's kind of like a, this is like its own thing. It's a prequel right? for Snake Eyes, like how
1: the character lost his voice and became the, the assassin ninja that that he is that we see in the movies where he doesn't talk.
0: Mm, but but is it those G.I. Joe movies Or is it just like Is this like a Bumblebee type of situation Where it's just like Well this doesn't really have to be Connected to it, those it, G.I. Joe it's, movies It's like a Bumblebee thing
1: like, It doesn't have to be But like they're not going to touch the uh, Like it's so far back They're not going to touch the current movies You know with the The the,
0: <laughs> the, the crisp Perfect beautiful continuity mm. Of those of other the, G.I. Joe the movies They don't want to touch
1: it Yeah you can't touch it Um, I don't remember Hold on I got G.I. Joe franchise I'm looking up here 2013 was the last time we had one Mike Seven years later uh, Eight years later we will finally get A a new G.I. Joe movie (laughs) Um, But yeah I think uh, Ray Park who played You know uh, again the um, uh, Phantom Menace uh, Darth Maul was the original Snake Eyes So this guy they have a new guy Henry Golding Who will play the actor and and, and do that Um, And then uh, actress Did you watch um, uh, The Harry Potter movie Where he guns akimbo Did you watch that yet
0: uh, no, but that's streaming. I think that's streaming somewhere now. Um, Chris is it HBO Max? It, it could be. Oh yes, it is. It is streaming there. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, the, um,
0: the the actress, the the
1: main actress in that, Samara Weaving's also in this. That's that's why I'm like, why is her name clicked in my my history? Oh, that's why I was looking up for for that. So, uh, no. is
0: that I mean, I'll just go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm just gonna use this as an opportunity to tell people to go watch Community on Netflix because I think it's in season five. They do a really high concept episode where Jeff is in a coma and he he's dreaming everything as an animated classic GI Joe episode. But like, they somehow got like the rights to GI Joe. I don't know if that's just easy to get or or, or like it's just owned by the same studio. But like, they were just like uh, killing. G.I. Joes, because in the G.I. Joe universe in the cartoon, no one has ever died. Mm-hmm. So when these characters kind of walk into this world and accidentally kill somebody, the, the the good guys and the bad guys all turn on the main characters of the TV show, like, murderers, how could you possibly kill somebody? So, uh, yeah, just go watch Community. That'll probably be better than whatever this ends up
1: being. Yeah. Of all the G.I. Joe movies, I think this one probably has the most opportunity, because it's not tied to actual G.I. Joe. It's like... We got these cool ninja movies, uh, and we wanted to make it. Yeah. So I think that's
0: the coolest. Well, also, like, like Snake Eyes is, like, the coolest character. I mean, some people might say, like, Joe. If Joe is even a character, yeah. got yeah. I don't he know. He was. He played by, by Bruce Moore. Willis in the movies. Let me tell
1: you how well that did yeah. work.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it's not like Joe's just a dude, but, like, Snake Eyes got, like, gadgets and stuff. He, you know, like, that's, you can make a movie about gadgets at the very least. So he's the most interesting character to start off with, I guess
1: yeah yeah that or um the rocks roadblock you know whatever they got cool toys i don't care who they are in the the, the, the (laughs) but anyway it's been moved to 2021 there's no date so we'll see when it comes out uh that's it for the show this week mike we have wrapped it up to say the least so if people want to know what you're doing what you're up to where can they find you at
0: Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see where you're splitting your hot dogs, where can they find you? You
1: can find me uh, splitting my hot dogs. I don't do that. That's you. Um, <laughs> my hot dog roller. Now I want to whip it out and cook me some late dinner.
0: Uh, you can, f- uh, Chris, don't be whipping anything out. Just tell them where they can <laughs> find
1: you. I'm sorry. I'm just putting my hot dogs on the roller, Mike. <laughs> Uh, you can find oh me on gosh. Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87, and get over to Comic UI and just listen to Superhero Suite every week, that's where we're here. I want to give shout to the people who comment on YouTube, uh, we've got uh, someone uh, on there, I'm going to pull him up real fast, I don't have his name memorized, uh, who is very, very, um, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for here, he wants to talk about the Snyder Cut, and he's doing it in such an awesome way, and he's not arguing, he's having a conversation with us. yeah i I was have to say
0: we've had like we've had like two recent snyder cut comments that are just been very even keeled like saying like you can have your opinion i'll have mine i'm glad we can just sit here and chat so i really appreciate that no joker avatars have come after me yet
1: yeah exactly he's been great and uh, i appreciate the conversations with him even though we may not all see eye to eye we're all in this together uh and and shoot for that so thank you trey for for being awesome and then um one of our other super fans uh, i believe her name is vicky who's a listener um Her husband want to know when Mike is going to be eating some of the Japanese Kit Kats and candy. So hopefully we can get down with that. Oh, man,
0: I would... I would love to get down with them any and all times. There's like this Japanese Kit Kat, like kind of combo box that you can get where you get those little tiny Kit Kats that like you could inhale in like a second, but at least you can try the different flavors. But like the box is like $40 and you have to get it. uh, The only place I have found it is like this random website where I'm sure I'm going to have to pay for shipping. So it's just like, do I pay $50 to just like get like a little bit of Kit Kats or like, you know, I don't don't know. Should I just fly to Japan and just buy them there? (laughs)
1: Look, I'm telling you my people, Want to hear our, our snack podcast? We make an extra episode where we're just eating snacks. I'll, I'll buy a box.
0: Yeah. I'll get it shipped. Our snack pinions. Yeah. Our snack exactly. pinions.
1: But anyway, people want to know more about where they can listen to us, uh, get merch, leave reviews. Where can they do that at?
0: Oh, all you got to do is visit superhero slate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So, if you want to rundown everything we talked about this week, head on over to superhero slate.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, YouTube uh, Spotify and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Obviously, we love hearing from you because we just mentioned about uh, people reaching out uh, in our YouTube comments, but you can also reach out wherever else uh, we have uh, contact uh, boxes We have a contact thing on our website. You can also drop us comments on Twitter Mm -hmm. and on Instagram. Just reach out. We love hearing from you. We love our super fans. And if you want to be a super fan of this show, it's oh so easy. You just got to share the show with a friend, share a show with a buddy, socially distance, wash your hands, wear a mask. Don't be one of those people that talk in a movie theater. And (laughs) that'll that'll make you a super fan. Yeah,
1: We've got really low standards, folks. It it doesn't take much. So uh, if you can just (laughs) do that for us, we'd be really appreciative. And we'll uh,
0: catch you guys next week.
1: Alright, bye everybody.
0: Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe!
1: It's like I went to film school or something. Like, I don't <laughs> know.